welcome to WonderPod, episode 186. We're here on a Thursday night, which for American folk is Thanksgiving. Uh, I didn't really have anything to do this evening, so I said, fuck it, let's do a podcast. Which means I've got an international contingent, because they don't have, or one of them doesn't have Thanksgiving, the other one, his was a month ago. Confused yet? Good. Uh, joining me this week, as he always does, it's John. Hey, hey, everybody. Kind of wishing I was Loki on, on uh, tryptophan from Turkey, but unfortunately, I had to, I, I, it took me two weeks to get over it last time I had a turkey. Yeah, I, because I've had some, some injury issues this year, I, I'm fat enough as it is, so. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't really eat all that much today. I was very conscious about how much I, I wanted to, and I may when the show's done for a quote-unquote late dinner. <laughs> but but at the actual family gathering, I didn't. I didn't eat a hell of a lot because it's like you're you're fat enough, dude. You haven't been doing enough physical physical exercise and work. So nope. Uh, and also, I didn't want to be like half asleep and rummy when we're doing the show. <laughs> Also joining us this week, we're glad to have him back. We'll see what happens this time. It's Chris Lloyd. Hey, how's it going? Thanks a lot for having me back. Uh, let's see. So I guess I guess it's Chris hasn't been on in fifty-six episodes. And no, yeah. I didn't. I don't know that right off the top of my head. I <laughs> asked. <laughs> I think it's actually 55 episodes. Uh, so I so I went and looked it up, or got lucky looking it up. Um, what have you been playing since we since... last saw you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually one of, one of the things I would want to hear your opinion on, because I think you're like me, even if you're like kind of pissed off that it was better than you thought it'd be, you'll say it was better than you thought it'd be. What did you think of COD Ghosts? Because they claim that that they've made some changes, and and the the reviews for it, surprisingly, I mean, it didn't slow down sales for a second, but the reviews, surprisingly to me, were less than enthusiastic about it in some cases, in quite a bit, few cases actually. So why don't you start with that for for my guilty pleasure? What 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 did you think of COD Ghosts? Well, I, I had it just before launch, and um, I, I've only just recently finished it. I've never been so uninterested in a single-player campaign of a game, ever. I just play half a level and stop, and then the next day I'll leave it and then go back to it the other day. I just I, I just think it's one of the worst single-player games I've ever played. Probably get a bit of hate for that, but... Are, are you like me? Like, I'm famous, obviously, because you listen to the shows. Uh, I'm famous for being pretty pissed off that they're kind of killing off single player campaigns and shooters and the ones that do appear crap. Uh, does that bother you too? Do you want the whole package or, or are you kind of wishing they'd just die because they are such crap? Um, absolutely. I just, I, I think first and foremost, the game should be for some single player campaign. Like the multiplayer is always an added bonus. And when I complained about, um, how boring and rubbish this, uh, the campaign was on this game. A lot of people on Facebook or whatever got back to me and said it's a multiplayer game initially, and I give me a, um, a lot of crap for that. But I, I don't agree with them at all. I think the campaign that that's what makes the game for me. 
Yeah, we're, we're pretty much in lockstep on that one because that that's that's how they've always been to me. I want a single player campaign, decent or better, to kind of get my feet wet and enjoy myself, and then I'll yeah, stick absolutely. my head in the buzzsaw that is the multiplayer realm. Yeah, wherever you're playing, I mean, it's not really all that much better whether it's PC or or you know console. You're gonna get hit with a certain types of frustrations playing the multiplayer. It's nice if you have something that you can play on your own where you don't have to deal with jack. It's the first time I've played a card and I, I like I half enjoy it though. Like the the ones set in World War Two, I really enjoyed, and uh, I just become disinterested um, as they came out lately. It's like a sandwich they forgot to put the meat in. It's just you're just eating it just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what else have you been playing? What else do you want to tell us about? Um, well. I played a lot since I was last on, so I just for the last week I've um, I've been playing Aliens Colonial Marines um, for the 360. I dismissed that game as going. I thought that was going to be a pile of crap, but um, I was really into that. I was actually playing that rather than um, getting stuck into Ghosts. Um, it's just a great game. Have you guys played that or? No, I didn't. First off, I'm not a huge Aliens fan, which gets me shit. Like everybody I know, it's almost <laughs> as bad as me dissing uh, what the fuck's his name as Batman, uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, I, I I get almost as much shit from everybody else <laughs> as I do from John for for dissing Keaton. But I just have never ever been a huge fan of that. And then you combine the fact that every it seems like every time Gearbox, who is a good studio. Picks up yeah. a license that was somebody else's. It becomes an unmitigated disaster. And and then add into that the fact that the reviews didn't help. You know, reviews are never going to be be-all, end-all for me. But if they're kind of like the final nail in the coffin, <laughs> and especially if it's a genre and topic I'm not, I really wasn't interested in playing in the first place, yeah, it's it's... it's it's kind of screwed. I'm 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 glad to hear you say that. I I often wonder when something just gets universally reviled, you know, and it's not broken. Whether they're playable or whether it's good, you know, or or whether it'll entertain you. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm a fan of aliens and stuff. I'm not a super fan, but I just I felt really immersed in the environment, and it made me want to go and see the films again because I haven't seen them for a long, long time. And the, the sound of the pulse rifle on there, that's, a, that's one of the best sounds you ever, I think. I would do an impression now, but I don't want to throw spit all over my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, was the one that, what was the one that came out uh, a couple years ago? Was it Aliens vs. Predator? Oh, yeah. I didn't play that one. Yeah, it was mostly multiplayer, and I played in the multiplayer beta, and the pulse rifle in that sounded excellent. And I oh, and I, I do have to admit that that is an awesome sound. It's one of those kind of iconic sounds, kind of like a lightsaber or something like that. Now I'm gonna get in trouble with the fucking Star Wars nerds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, totally. I totally I totally understand what you mean. Well, that's good. So anything else in the last um, week or so? For the last week, I've been playing um, this free game on the PS Vita called Frobisher Says. Um, I was looking for something to play with my girlfriend um, together on the Vita because I took it over her um, apartment, and it's, it's just like a lot of mini games, kind of like that. Um, that 
I'm not sure what it's called on the DS, but Warrior World is it with the like 10 second mini games and stuff. Oh, w- Warrior Wear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, it just utilizes every um, functionality of the Vita. You know, the camera, the touch screen, the um, the back pad. It's just great. Uh, it's really fun. And that's it, pretty much this week. But since I was last on, I played countless games. But yeah, I think we all have. Uh, hey Chris, Chris, if you don't mind, could you say the name of the game again? Yeah, sorry. It's Frobisher says Frobisher. Frobisher says it's a British game, but it's very Japanese in its way. Okay. And so it's a lot like WarioWare in that it's like just a bunch of fun mini games. Kind of yeah. killing time games or something like you said. Not necessarily. I, I'm not saying it's a girlfriend game. So anybody climb up my ass, but like, <laughs> like, like it's good for when you're playing with the girlfriend or the wife or the or yeah. kid or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I hadn't heard of the name at all. I, I just wanted to look it up on, uh, look it up on Google. There, I found it. Yeah, Frobisher says. Yeah, it's, it's reviewing pretty good. It's very, very bizarre concepts. Absolutely random things like. You have to hold the right trigger down, and um, this train with a cape goes around, and t- and you got to stop it that where this little boy sits, and then he just throws his face into it. It's that kind of humor. It's kind of like Monty Python, like, <laughs> just absolutely unexplainable humor. <laughs> well, that's you know, it's funny, Chris, because the last time you were on, you were talking about the Vita, and not long after, Glacinator got one. Oh yeah. Now I, I hear from, <laughs> I hear from this one over here more and more like he's gonna get a Vita here, or or the itch is starting to build to get a Vita. Oh. Mm. I think did you say last week, John, that um you know there's was, was a lot coming out lately, and um, I think you were talking about it in the last episode or the episode before. Um, oh, consi- uh, uh, Tearaway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I played that in the store myself, and I I was pretty impressed with that. Like yeah, it seemed like a lot of fun. Glace certainly seems enamored with it, based on his Facebook posts he's been putting up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's put it this way: when all my social media streams agree on a game, I'm pretty certain it's a good game. Mm-hmm. It may not be a game for me, which is a whole di- you know different avenue. But when you see like every little chunk of social media you choose to partake in, talking nonstop good things about Tearaway. It's probably pretty good. <laughs> would be <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it, and I mean, that's something that's a rarity between Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter, and all that different stuff. You know, even YouTube videos I've seen of it. Um, so, I mean, it's it's nice to see. Um, you know, the the PS Sony handhelds have never had the best of luck at times, but. It seems like the Vita is doing all right for itself, which nothing wrong with that. Little competition is always a good thing. So, John, regale us with tales of top-down Zelda. I know, <laughs> I know, you've been <laughs> waiting all week to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. It's, it's it's been most of my Twitter feed uh, making comments about it. But boy, it's uh, it, yeah, it's it's the new Zelda, Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Um, it's the, the the direct sequel to A Link to the Past, which is, I have to admit, my favorite Zelda of all time. Uh, and one of the games that I, I, I always go back to, uh, I would say, on an, I try to on an annual basis. Uh, I, I might not play through the whole thing, but I'll go back and try to uh, just uh, rekindle that, um, that uh, 
a nostalgia, I guess. <clears throat> but anyway, this one, yeah, it takes place, uh, I think, a couple hundred years after the events of Link to the Past. And, you know, so it's a different Link, it's a different Zelda and stuff, different generation. But, you know, as soon as you flip the game on, the first thing you notice is that, you know, the overworld, if it's not identical, it's pretty much uh, exactly the same as A Link to the Past. And and some pe- I've heard some people complain about that a little bit and that it kind of seems a little bit lazy. But what I like about it is that it really f- makes you feel like, you know, it's, immediate, it's immediately familiar. And yet it's also a little bit different, especially when you get that new mechanic uh, that they've introduced, which is your ability to kind of uh, graft, your, graft yourself onto the side of a, of a flat surface, like a wall or, or um, a column. Whatever, you know, it'll let you know what, what's available that you can actually cling to. You turn into a kind of a painted picture, like a, a sketch of yourself up against the wall, and you can move left to right. And depending on um, where on the wall, on that wall, like if there's a ledge, uh, you know, above or below you, that's the that's the plane that you're walking in. And so the, the overworld, at least, um, again, it's pretty much identical. But what it's what now? But now what it's about is what you can't see, or what you couldn't see before. That, that you think you think you know the land uh, from because it's from the link to the past. But it's what you can't see behind behind uh, structures that were previously in your way or um, trying to get, being able to get to places you couldn't get to before because it was a sheer rock face, say, um, but, and find, finding new secrets that are hidden all around. So it's, you know, the, like the difference between this game and, and, and the other one too is that, of course, it's really a fully rendered 3D world. It's not just top-down, you know, kind of giving you a faux... 3D look to it. It's actually fully rendered, so that when it zooms in to you against the wall, like you see all the all the objects that are around you are all in, they're all rendered in 3D. It's all there. It just happens to be that overhead angle that, that gives you that that impression that it's exactly the same. So like every, so because of that, there's a whole depth uh, in there that you're going to find the, the hidden stuff, whether that be rupees or hearts or or you know pathways you didn't know were there before, um, because not only do you travel around the world doing these, you know, fun things, you know, looking for dungeons and pendants and the master sword, but there's a point in the game where you're, uh, you you get access to this sort this dark version of of Hyrule called Low Rule. Uh, you know, it's I guess it's a clever play on the name, but in Low Rule, uh, it's sort of a uh, a destroyed version of Hyrule. It's dark and it's and it's you know more dangerous. The enemies are stronger. Um, it's been taken over by a new evil, as they say, um, maybe par- partially an old evil, but it's uh, it's definitely you know it's Hyrule, but you know flipped on its on its ear, and it's harder to get around. Some of the some of the ground is torn away to this deep cavern, so you kind of have to navigate between two worlds to get to where you want to go. So like you might be in low rule, travel so far, you hit a you know a. a a blockage in the path, but you got then you got to find a crack in the wall to make your painted link travel through to go into the light world to get a little bit further again and go back to the dark world. Uh, there's there's some there's some similarities to in Link to the Past going through the you know that also had a, a different world mechanic as well, but this is um, it's pretty it's it's a little bit it, it is it is different and uh, so. I have to say I've really been enjoying it, and and the phrase I keep coming up with is that it feels like I'm, I've come home again to Zelda. Like it's, 
they, they've mixed up the formula enough in terms of like the items and uh, but keeping it familiar enough that it feels very again very comfortable and yet it's uh, something fresh um, again, about, about the items uh, usually in a Zelda game what you have happen to you is that you know you go into a dungeon you have to find the item that's hidden somewhere in the treasure chest then use that item to help you navigate the rest of the dungeon and defeat the defeat the enemy at the end the boss but in this one, what happens is there's a store that opens up that you can go to and and rent. Uh, it, pretty well from the start, every item is available to rent. Uh, so that, whether that's bombs or the arrow or the boomerang, it's all available right from the get-go. So it allows you to, you can stock up on these things or you can kind of pick and choose what you want to carry. Get to the get to the to the to the dungeon, go inside and see how far you can get. And then it'll give you it'll give you a visual indicator of what you needed, so you might have to tra- double double back to get the thing and come back again. But you know it's it allows you to to basically attack each any dungeon in any order that you want, and so it's, it's, it gives you a little more freedom. Um, now the the one complaint I've heard about that thing is that if you stock up on all the items, that means that you can basically hit all the dungeons. In rapid succession, there's there's a less there's less exploration, less of a sense of discovery because you've already got it all. Well, you know, I think that I think that can be true, and and especially if you use those to your advantage to find all the power ups uh, through Hyrule first, you can kind of, you know, level yourself up so to speak uh, to to a really high level, so everything ends up being a little bit easier. But you know, if you kind of like. I'm playing it in sort of the way that I try. I try to let the, let let the uh, these things kind of come organically. Where I, I you know, if, I, if I'm going to find a piece of a heart, it's because I'm there, not because I went scouring every single bit of the land. You know what I mean? You know, there might be come a point where I, I have a suspicion. Well, I haven't been to that part of the map yet. I'll go up and have a look around um, that way. But I try. I'm trying not to. I, I guess the word I'm looking for is grind. I, I'm trying not to grind too much and trying to let it happen, you know, and um, with with some with with some success. Sometimes you can't help yourself to go try to find some stuff. Now Peter uh, is pl- is watching me play. Uh, we we started it off with a uh, his his game save, and we were playing so far, and we got about as far as when I got the master sword and uh, ready to move into uh, into low rule. And in the meantime, I started up my. Uh, a separate game save for myself, and I was, you know, behind his progress. I hadn't gotten the sword and stuff yet, so he wasn't that interested in it, um, more than on his own. But eventually, I kind of caught up, and especially when I got to the, when you get to the part where you get the the, uh, the master sword, it's pretty he's it's pretty exciting stuff, and he's he was all over it. So now, so now his game save has has been pretty much been abandoned, and both of us are playing my game save uh, exclusively, and. Which is kind of crappy because the reason why I wanted to get my own game save is because I wanted to be able to play it on my own at night and and do what I wanted rather than ha- you know having him necessarily watch everything I do. But uh, so now I, if, I make, if I play it at all and make any progress, I feel a little bit guilty that he's missing it. Like I don't want to do a dungeon now because I don't want him to miss miss it because he he, he gets pretty excited and he helps him with the puzzles and stuff. He gets he gets pretty involved and. Uh, my my wife Wanda was sitting with us and and we were at this point where uh, you, you get to the you know in 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 low rule there's a there's a, there's another giant castle right in the middle and it's protected by this magical shield and I'm, and you know so Peter is at, wants me to go in there he wants because 
you can use the Master Sword to, to destroy magic in, in Hyrule. He wants me to do it here, and I'm trying to explain to him, no, I can't do it yet. We have to save, you know, Zelda's friends. And but why do we have to save Zelda's friends? And I say, well, because they're going to give us the power to uh, to beat the to open the gate. But why did they give you the power? <laughs> I said, because they're 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 the powerful people. They're but they're locked up in their paintings. But why are they in the paintings? So, one of, one of the things this has sparked the but why, the but the the but why phase of Peter being three three and a half, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of funny. I, I I try to I try to answer every question as my own. So I kind of feed it myself is the problem, but. Uh, but yeah, he really likes it. I really like it. Uh, the music is phenomenal. I mean, the game looks really good, but the music is phenomenal. Like, if you put a, a decent pair of headphones into your 3DS, it's amazing what you get out of it. It's really quite something. Like, they, you know, this, the, it, it's, the, it's the old music, but with all these extra layers of, of sound. Like, there's guitars playing, and, and even the sound design in terms of the environments and stuff. And, like, you hear the wind blowing around in the background and stuff. It's it's really, really good. Like, super good. And uh, I, I, I find it's a part of the game that doesn't get... Uh, of the reviews I've read, it doesn't get a whole lot of acknowledgement. It gets some from some people. But, but yeah, they really outdid themselves. I, I didn't really realize that the 3DS could could get that kind of good sound out. But, you know, lo and behold, here it is. So, um so I would I, I highly recommend it. I, I really can't recommend it highly enough. Actually, uh, you know, it's been getting great reviews from all over the place. Uh, you know, the, the the common phrase is how it's amazing that Nintendo are going to have the two best games of the of the, of the season in in the midst of a, of a double console launch. So, you know, it's it's pretty high praise. And, and uh, yeah, I'd check it out if you got a 3DS for sure. Um. First off, I, I, I want to like freeze this moment in time. Because if you need to know why Super Mario and Zelda games sell, there you fucking go. I, I, I mean, they don't have to be that different. <laughs> and the other thing, John, that I caught myself in the span of while you were talking about Peter's but why thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Nobody tells me when I can play video games and when I can't. And then they, right after that my brain goes, yeah, but you play with a group of European players and MMOs, and there's like three MMOs that you can't touch because you'll get too far ahead of them, and you only play it as a group. And I went, shit. <laughs> so, so I know what you yeah. mean, and it's not a term that should be applied to kids, but Penny Arcade came up with a term for that, which for Gabe and Tycho playing a game together, and, and uh, Gabe and his wife playing a game together. It's called gaming adultery. <laughs> where you're not suppo- where you're not supposed to go any further, and it was really funny because uh, Age of Conan, one of the MMOs that I play with that group, um, I like hopped in there and did a couple things, and so like I got like maybe a third of a level higher than everybody else, mm-hmm. and like when I dinged the next level, I was like, "Hey man, why'd you ding? What happened? What's going on?" I'm like, I came in last night and did like a little resource gathering. Oh well, I thought we were just gonna play these characters by ourselves or, or together as a group. I thought, shit, I think I've actually really pissed these people off. <laughs> uh oh, because I mean, with MMOs, most of the time I spend so much time lone wolfing and actually kind of prefer it to a certain extent. Uh, I just sometimes kind of forget, you know, because that crew is an awesome group of people. It's kind of nice to have a crew that plays. Non MMO stuff and a crew that plays MMO stuff. 
you know, I, I mean, I think both sides look look at me a little strange because when I'm playing the other, <laughs> but fair enough, I that I can live with that. Um, but I, I totally know what you mean, and and I I think to a certain extent, John, it's my non-parent opinion that maybe it's better he's asking, but why about video games? Maybe that <laughs> maybe that's a good place for the phase to go through. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. As to me, not a hell of a lot going on new. Uh, speaking of groups, uh, for the, continuing last week, I've, I've been playing Worm Online uh, in a new server, and I was gone most of this weekend for various reasons, and so I had, didn't have much video game time. And Sunday night, I logged into Worm, and there's this like whole group of new players like just north of me. And I'm like, shit! I came to this spot because I wanted to be alone. <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> within, you know, nobody within a great distance as that worm as that game gauges it. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm getting grumpy, old man. Get the fuck off my lawn, like attitude in my head. And I'm going, oh, fucking bastards. Oh wait, look, you know, you could tell looking at a player's character like how new they are. And these dudes running around in the potato sack stuff you get when you first, like, come through the gate. Like, oh, they're noobs. Good. Maybe they won't last very fucking long. <laughs> and so, like, I'm See doing... This. Yeah, I'm, like, doing my thing. And then, like, one of them starts talking to me. And I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, uh-huh. You know, still grumpy as hell because it's like I'm not here by myself anymore. Um, and then, you know... But something funny happened in that, like, they started asking questions that they didn't just start asking for stuff. Like if you look at my character in full armor and you know nice stuff, it's obvious I've played a while. Um, they just started asking me questions about the game, and one of the one of the guys, their leader, has played before. He played on the PvP servers for for a bit, and so. I've kind of found myself helping them. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> I don't need another gaming group. I, I need to find an MMO, not tell anybody which one I'm playing. Because there is, it's nothing against any of these groups. Whether it's WPO Mob, or, you know, the, the one crew I play MMOs with, or these new guys. It's just there's certain times I just want to play games by myself. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anybody. There's no drama. It's just me. Some nights I just want to sit down and I want to play a fucking video game on my own. It's why I asked Chris about single player and COD because it's like a good single player FPS game. I'll go back and play through again because it's a great way to unwind. I've done it with Battlefield Bad Company too. I don't know how many times. Um, so that's still going on. Uh, I started playing the Elder Scrolls Skyrim again. I can't exactly explain why, but let's just say that there was something. Something that spurred this interest in Skyrim again, um, and and I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. I started a new character, which I actually I think did several months ago, and I'm kind of going through with it again. And it's just good to be in Skyrim. I mean, even if it's console, it's really beautiful. Um, I've always kind of liked high alpine, mountainous settings. Uh, when I the, the few times I played World of Warcraft, that was some of my favorite settings. Was the like level seventy areas where you're up in these tall pines and things. And and so, you give me a 
an, an open world RPG set in that, and I I can pretty much play it constantly. You know, obviously it goes in spurts. I mean, because it's been probably four or five months since I picked up Skyrim the last time. Um, what else? Uh, still playing FDB uh, Minecraft a little bit. Seemed like there was something else I played this week. What the hell else? I guess that's it. Yeah. Still watching uh, <laughs> Destination Truth on, on Netflix, <laughs> but that doesn't count. <laughs> that show is kind of hokey, but God, God help me, I can't, I can't stop watching it. It, it, it's interesting enough that that it's it's worth watching when I'm unwinding or when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> Um, starting off this week, since Chris is here, let's, let's go back to our conversation from last week about, about the last generation. Um, except I'm going to flip it on its head. First, Chris, let's, let me ask you what I asked these guys toward the end of the show last week. Do you think this generation's even over? I mean, we, we, we have had these console launches, you know, uh, which we're going to get into those specifically here a little bit later, but. How much longer do you think that the 360 and the PS4 3 are going to kind of hang around, considering how many games are out there for them and how many games are still coming out for them? Um, I think they've got a few years in them yet. Um, you know, like the expense of getting new consoles, and um, it takes a few years to gather, you know, get up to speed with the next generation. And, um, like, there's a huge back catalogue of uh, PS3 games, it's 360 games or whatever. I think they've got a good bit of life in them yet. But well, I'm certainly going to continue to play the um, PS3, Xbox games, X- Xbox 360 games. Um, yeah. I was I was going to ask you guys, uh, is the uh, PS4 backwards compatible, do you know? No. Or is it? No. Neither of them are. And the reason they're not, they actually have a valid excuse this time. <laughs> As compared to every other time. Money. That's the excuse, isn't it? Well, no, those would be the last console two cycles. Um <laughs> Lazy bastards would be the 360 and the original Xbox, PS2, PS3. This time, they're both on what's known as x86 PC architecture, oh, which right. is completely incompatible with any other console that's, that they've made. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing you're going to see is is either software, emu- maybe software emulation, or or Sony's talking about that streaming. Stream, like being able, almost like an on live streaming old games, and I don't know how that'll ever work with, uh, uh, you know, how do you verify you own a PS3 game and then be able to play it? But yeah, that's the other thing they were talking about. Yeah, I don't think they intended for you to verify it. I think they intended for you to buy it again. Oh, okay, well, perhaps so. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Maybe, m- maybe they have some, you know, because Sony's for the players. Um, that is the only fucking time you'll hear me using anybody. That is terrible, isn't it? Ad copy. Oh, what? Oh, so you're for pimps? I mean, that's the first thing that pops (laughs) in my head. (laughs) Play, uh, you know, I mean, I I either think of one of two things. I think of Craig Ferguson and his dead sidekick, you know, going, here come the players, that shit that they do (laughs) on late night TV. Or I think of, um, that wrestler. Oh, John, from the Attitude Era. Oh, the Godfather? <laughs> that, <laughs> when I see Sony commercials, like when I'm stuck watching them on YouTube, those are the two things I think of. <laughs> it's Ferguson and the Godfather from <laughs> from the WWE's Attitude Era. 
I, I, they, they could have said gamers, and they, to me, it would have been so much better off with ad copy. Um, but yeah, I, I think Chris, the, the, the ultimate goal is to attempt to get you to buy them. Yeah. Uh, from cloud or from streaming. Uh, Sony does seem to be going with streaming. They bought Gaikai, which was the other streaming service along with OnLive. Um, I, I, I we've talked about that to death a hundred times. The fact that you know if you don't have a great internet connection, streaming is probably not going to work. You know, I mean, do you use Netflix, Chris, on your tablet yeah, and laptop? I, you know how you go in like some parts of your house and all of a sudden it goes the hell in a handbasket on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm worried about because I'm at my parents at the moment and the internet connection is awful. I just keeps cutting out and we have to like negotiate between us. Right, if I want to watch something on Netflix so you cannot leave and look at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. It's still and and it's actually a nice bonus to have you on here because like I talked to some of my Scandinavian friends. Oh yeah. You know, like with their little tiny countries that we could lose in the Midwest or in the Canadian yeah. outback. That's oh, right. we've got all fiber. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like my standard response. Fuck you. <laughs> have you seen the size of the US? And and I mean the, literally Great Britain if you combine it all isn't much better and you kind of have more water to deal with yeah (laughs) you know it's not like you just string a line across the you know across the inlet from from (laughs) great britain to wales or ireland (laughs) or scotland there's a little more involved and it's the same with john Mm -hmm. you know i mean a lot of parts of the world are probably ready for streaming and and if any of my Scandinavian friends are listening, you know I'm joking, so don't you bastards give me any shit. <laughs> uh, um, uh, because every once in a while, I do have to say that, because every once in a while I'll get like an email or a tweet, I heard the show, fuck, what did I say? You know, because again, I don't remember. It's like the end of the show, I don't remember what I said. And it's usually just, I heard you, what did I say? I mean, you're going to have to tell me what I said first before I can apologize for it, or decide <laughs> not to apologize for it. But anyway, but I think a lot of the a lot of parts of the a lot of parts of the world are ready for streaming. Uh, but there's a vast majority more that are not. You know, I mean, I've got a really good spoiled brat internet connection here, and I still have a problem streaming Netflix to my tablet on wireless. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just not. It's just not. It's just not feasible. Um, Okay, so let's let's move on into this. What were some of your favorite games from last generation, Chris? We did ours last week, and you can chip yours in. Probably remind us of some we forgot. Um, uh, the ones that stand out, I think, Elie Noir. That's another name I went into thinking it was just going to be um, a bad Grand Theft Auto clone, but that really surprised me. I, I thought it was fantastic, and I was ready to replay it again as soon as I finished it. Um, Fear Three. That's another great one. Um, I did actually complete that and then started the new game right after. Um, I think I really like Grand Theft Auto Five and the Uncharted series. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, stuff on PSN that I've been uh, downloading and playing a lot too. Like this is the first generation that I've really um, gone out my way to download any uh, DLC or anything. It's been a pretty good generation, don't you think? I think it's been one of the best throughout the uh, history of consoles and such. 
I think so, and we'll we'll we'll. I'm gonna hit you up about like mobile and Mac and PC stuff here in a second. But you played. Uh, I have not finished L.A. Noir because I bought it on my PC, and I need to upgrade my video card, and I'm going to some point this winter. It was just a little too stuttery with my crappy old video card. But oh, what right. I played of it, outside of the driving mechanics, fucking Rockstar, <laughs> could you figure out how to make a car drive correctly? I know, exactly. <laughs> You've had how many <laughs> different games? You're right. Well, and I mean, even with Red Dead Redemption, until you got the better horses, the fucking horses didn't ride any better than the damn cars do in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> But I really, I was getting into L.A. Noir, but like I said, I am not a video snob, but it was just bad enough that it was getting on my nerves. And so okay. it, it, I, I, I was really enjoying playing it. I liked that setting. Um, I, but I always think it's cool when you go to a setting that hasn't been used or hasn't been used much. I mean, that's why we raved so much about Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. It's like it's a different game. It was a little more Grand Theft Auto with horses, not not much. Yeah, you, know, you played in L.A. Noir, didn't you, John? Uh, I have it. Uh, I, I, I definitely. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those like, I got it on a Steam sale for like two bucks, and I, I played it for a little bit, and I took it for a test drive, like, like I always call it. But I, I I haven't gotten back to it no. Well, who the I, hell is? I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Who the hell is it we know that played it and didn't like it? I thought we had one of the crew that played it and didn't like it. Maybe that was Clay Snyder. Because it was real... I mean, it was funny because it seemed to me watching folks' reaction to it on social media and reviews, it was either you loved it or you hated it. Mm -hmm. I didn't see really too much in between with it. Which is kind of a shame because I hope it didn't... You know, I hope like a reviewer that just couldn't get into it and kind of flailed it didn't scare off too many people because it's got... It's it's way better than Alien versus Colonial Marines, probably, but it, yeah, it is, it, yeah. it's it's also one of those ones that I, I I hope people at least got an opportunity to like John's talking about test drive because I mean and they I thought Chris I mean uh, obviously neither of us were here in L A in the forties but I thought they did a really good job with with all the period pieces. It was actually really great. Um, you, you're given addresses for crime scenes sometimes, and I, I, I googled them, and they were actual real places. And um, I had to look at the on Google Maps of um, like certain locations as they are now, and they recreated it perfectly in the, as it was in the 40s, because you can recognize some buildings and whatnot that are still around. It's just really impressive. Um, well, that's what even to me as a native Californian, although I don't, I've made it plain I'm not a big fan of L.A. But I have been there a number of times. There are certain streets that you hit, even in the brief time I played it, that you know that's L.A. <laughs> it's crazy, and like I, I had the same experience with Getaway, um, Last Generation. Have you played that with London? Which one? Uh, oh, the oh, Getaway. Oh, Getaway. No, I never did because I wasn't console. I, I didn't own a console prior to oh, right. generation. Which well, that one was, was that for on? Street. Uh, PS2, I believe. Oh, I'll have to start hunting the used bins then. Actually, give me a reason to go into GameStop because I do have a PS2. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm always happy. Like Glace, I think was pretty happy with how they handled New Orleans in Left 4 Dead 2. 
So right. you know when they when 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 companies take the time to actually incorporate real chunks of the city. You know, I mean, it, there's some downtown areas there in LA that the roads and buildings are more modern these days, but they have it hasn't changed much. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, how about mobile and and or Vita and PC Mac? Any anything from this last generation? Because to me, you shouldn't leave them out. Yeah, their generation is not technically changing, but they've been a part of it, and it's might, might as well give them a little love while we're at it with the consoles. Um, well, it's not really this generation, but Carmageddon on my iPhone, I, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> couldn't tear myself away from that. For, that was my most played iPhone game ever. Um, uh, on the Vita, there's nothing that super stands out. Uh, I really enjoyed Uncharted on it and Wipeout, but uh, there's some good, there's good games on there, but there's nothing that uh, I'd say are my favorites overall. How does Carmageddon play? On the iPhone, um, it's not too bad actually. The um, there's no buttons on the screen. You just know where to, if you know what I mean. Like um, this, there's a certain area where you, if you want to go left or right, you know where to press. And there's um, two small buttons to your right, which is stop and go. And it's just played perfectly because I bought Duke Nukem 3D um, on the iPhone, and that was unplayable because it's just the controls are all over the screen, and, and it's just so useless. But Calm Again is great. I really. Um, I really recommend it. Did you play it the first time around on the PC? Oh. <laughs> I can't even tell you the amount of hours I logged in on that game. And that was one of the ones that appeared in my mail on a <laughs> burnt disc. Yeah. Play these games. Because um, I've talked about before, my cousin who's now in the gaming industry was an even bigger gaming nut than I was. And so, like, when he was in college, certain little packages arrived in my mail. <laughs> um, yes, they were pirated. Uh, a lot of them I did buy later on. Carmageddon was not one of them because it wasn't really all that, really all that well-loved initially. And for the time, it was pretty gory. Yeah. <laughs> like, going through the football stadium. <laughs> that, that is, like, the... It's disturbing, but at the same time, that is like the most it's fun. It's great. <laughs> yeah. does, it, does it use gyroscopics? Um, or is it just I, touch? It's just touch. But I think gyroscopics will like that'd make it worse. See, that's the thing, and and it's something Pat and I've talked about. Pat, man, man in a can, man, man. Now you know who I mean. Uh, I have talked about it a bunch of times. He does really well with the gyroscopics on the iPhone. Now I have an old ancient 3gs that i just use for playing games it's defunct at this point because it can't take any more ios updates or it's just gonna melt um (laughs) yeah uh but i did not particularly like the gyroscopics on either the ios or my android and i thought for a while it was because it was mobile but then i got one of the need for speeds on my nexus 7 tablet I think it was sheerly down to size. Like, gyroscopics on my tablet's not bad. Yeah, because the iPhone, you, you move that and, you know, you can't see the screen, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're quite restricted with it. Yeah, what, there what was would you call... Is it the ah or the, the angle? Uh, what, what, what do you call that when you, like... Like you, you, if you're turning a very small... Uh, something very small, left and right, it's... it's it, it, it turns Turning circles, 
Yeah, like if it's something bigger, it takes a much bigger distance for you to turn the same angle. Oh, you're yeah. trying to what you're trying to say is the yaw on the pitch, like like yeah. like flying an airplane. Is is it? Yeah, maybe maybe that's the wrong terms for that. But no, but, actually, that's a pretty interesting point, and I. I, I some pilot could tell us it's the incorrect terms. He can piss off because I actually think that's the, <laughs> that's an excellent way to put it because you are turning a much smaller device. It's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like, um, and I doubt anybody in our audience or possibly the guy sitting here with me remember cars before they had power steering. If you ever see a car before that's been restored or it's just you know still exists that doesn't have power steering, look at the steering wheel on that sucker. <laughs> and then look yeah. at the steering wheel on a car with power steering. Steering wheel on a car with no power steering, and I have actually driven a couple, is like a freaking trawler wheel. That's <laughs> Finland. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the SS Minnow in Gilligan's Island. I mean, it's huge because you're like cranking and cranking. Whereas on a car that has power steering, or especially some sports cars that are really light, they have very tiny molded wheels. Well, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say super tiny, but a lot smaller. That's because you don't need to turn them as much. I think you're really onto something, whether it's yaw yeah, pitch or not. Because, like, that was my problem. Pat had a uh, one of his Patman plays, early Patman plays. It was a, a, a jet ski racing game, and with the touch controls, I could kick ass. But with the when I turned the gyroscopics on, it was just too sensitive. And I think it's because of what you're talking about, John. You know, mm. you think you need to pitch it or flip it back, like, like a certain amount, and really you only need to do half of what you're doing because it's such a tiny thing. Yeah. Whereas on my tablet, even though it's only a 7-inch, you know, I could, it's almost like a steering wheel. <laughs> you could really crank on it and get into the corner and then back out. And, yeah. And the thing is, is it's going to get better. I mean, I've noticed in games, I've, free games I've downloaded, racing games, that the, the gyroscopics have gotten better for both phones and tablets, or whatever, yeah, yeah. however you want to call it. Um, well, it's, going, I, it's, it's, it's going to get better. Yeah. You know, just, just in the passage of time. Well, it's, it's like we've talked about a thousand times on this show. You can't expect Generation 1 first try to be, like, perfect. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Or if it does happen, it's going to be, thank your lucky stars, because... It doesn't happen very often. Um, so we didn't do controversy. What? The, help me remember, John. We didn't do any controversies. So we don't need to do anything <laughs> about that. Like like we said last week, we talked about the show. Mm-hmm. What else did we uh, talk about last week that we could have, Chris? Um, we 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 talked about um, name a game that is a is a classic or a. Uh... Oh yeah, no, yeah, cla- either yeah, Chris, give us a game from last generation that was either a classic. Or that, what the hell was the word I used? Um, revolutionary or yeah, kind of, kind of oh, brought something question. new to the table. Um, because you guys mentioned Gears of War, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a hard one. I remember enjoying a new way of playing Mario Kart and the Wii, but that's not really new and innovative. I don't know. That's a really tough question. Well, and we covered a lot of them last <laughs> last, last week. I gotta admit, we did a pretty good job with that one. Yeah. So yeah, you we like? Are you talking about you using the Wii mode the Wii wheel or the Wii wheel? Oh, the yeah, wheel. Was... Yeah. 
I thought that was pretty neat because um, you know I know you normally play with just controller, but I did end up playing it more with a controller. But it was a good. I enjoyed playing it with a wheel also. I uh, I I was dedicated. I I have. I could, the number of times I played Mario Kart Wii with with a controller, I could probably count on one hand, because really? I, I was oh yeah, I was focused on getting my because if you if you play more often with your wheel than your controller, you get a golden wheel on your on your name and your icon. So oh, that's on, So so when I went online and 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 was poning noobs uh, in the in Mario Kart, I I wanted them to know that I was using a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a wheel of fucking master. <laughs> well, and the it was thing, used to that. It was fun. The thing that was weird to me about that wheel being having grown up a PC gamer, like I just threw it out recently too because it was the wrong amount of pins to hook into anything modern, is you just held the wheel. And I played with it once or twice on, on a friend's Wii and I just couldn't get used to it because I was so used to the the like box with a wheel on it and you had pedals at your feet for PC racing games. <clears throat> it just felt so odd holding a wheel in my hands. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I couldn't, I, it has to have, it has to be connected to something for me. It, it, it doesn't feel right. Like I can't get my timing right. And, and he thought I was nuts, but when I switched to a controller, I would, started kicking everybody's ass because I just then they made me go back to the wheel um, because I just can't get I couldn't get accustomed you got my respect John because I could I was overturning mm-hmm. no it's 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 very easy to overturn you really have to get a feel get, get one of the cars that has a um, well at least from in, in my for my taste uh, has a really high traction and um, oh okay and, and it helps it helps you offset some of the, some of the you know the loopiness that can happen when you're overturning but yeah it, it's really easy to, to overcompensate uh when, when you know subtle movements kind of help you better you you can definitely do better with with the Wii mode and and, uh, and nunchuck for because because you have that sensitivity but it's uh i don't know i was just being i was a stubborn well i think it's not even so much that it's connected to something like when you're driving like the first time you drive a car <clears throat> you know a car that you've never driven before they all have tra- different turning characteristics, but the one thing that they have in common is if you turn too far to the left, you know you're going to hit a stop, and so you know how sharp it can turn by that stop in the steering wheel. And then you turn back, you know, the other direction does the same thing. Some of them are obviously more sensitive. Some of them are, are you know, more like boats. Uh, I and I think it was that same thing about a PC racing wheel. If you turn too far to the right. It's going to hit a stop in the in in, in the you know mm-hmm. gamepad, and so it 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 made it really weird because you get used to that stop, you know. Because like I've yeah. driven a couple, I've been privileged enough to dribble drive a couple cars, um, where you never get anywhere near that stop. <laughs> if you do, you're doing donuts, <laughs> you know. It's like it's like very little input, very little input. But that's actually something that the Mario Kart series has always done that I've been impressed with because I play regular racing games is they give you a variety of carts. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the really fast ones that, to use a racing term and bore the audience to tears, are really loose, meaning you turn them barely at all and you're going backwards. And then you have ones that are a little slower, but man, you crank the wheel and they'll, <laughs> and they'll really dig yeah. into the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And and that's something that I've always appreciated because I mean, let's face it, it in the racing game realm, Mario Kart's fun. It's meant for fun. It's not. It is great. A serious racer. You know, it's not Forza. No, no, it's total really arcadey. Yeah. Although, believe me, I played enough Forzas to tell you I wish there had been some time I had some turtle shells or banana peels. <laughs> I, I've always been one, and I kind of it's kind of probably why I like Burnout Crash so much last generation. I've always kind of been one that wanted a sort of serious racing game. I wanted another Carmageddon's what I wanted. Maybe not as bloody, but but like a somewhat serious racing game with, with modern cars. Much. Yeah, with like toys. Yeah. <laughs> oil slicks and you know stuff like actually that's a that's a game an indie studio should remake spy hunter mm. somebody made me spy hunter did they i think so on the ps2 uh, i may be wrong i think that was just a re like a port of the original or the second one I, I want one that's like based on the original arcade cabinet because there was a second one that went to early consoles and maybe that's what they sent to the ps2 um, I, I yeah, I remember seeing the case ray, but I don't remember playing it. I'm schooling it. Yeah, me too. Um, so anything else you'd like to say about that? I take it you're planning on then hanging on to your PS3 for quite a while until you play. Yeah, absolutely. I always hang on to all the consoles, and to be honest, I find that I go into a new generation, then I play that for a while, then I go backwards. Like I'm always playing PlayStation One games lately and uh, PS2 games. Uh, I don't know why. I, I just go. I like to go backwards. It's just nice to have the current gen and play the games that are coming out. Um, the new games that are coming out, but I always seem to go back. I do the same thing. I hop from from box to box to box. I need yeah. an adapter for my PS2 because right now neither of my desk monitors have. Have the plug-in for it. I need to. I need to track down a VGA cable for it. Um, I like doing that though too. I was. I was playing. Of course, family was here since it's a holiday. But I was playing on the Wii a little bit earlier, and it's like, man, I forgot how much fun Wii Sports can actually be. You know, and I, and so it's nice yeah, to yeah. kind of mix it up. What's uh, the worst game that came out the last generation? What's the worst game that came out last gen? That that we actually played, yeah. That that you um either like anticipated or you played, and you thought this is nothing new or this is useless. John, would that you like to answer? Question. Would you like oh. to answer for me? That is a hard question. No, it's yeah. not a hard question for me. John, would you like to answer this question for me? I bet. You. <laughs> is there <laughs> <an obvious> <laughs> Yeah. What what do you okay? Actually, hold on, Chris. Uh, what do you think I'm gonna say, John? What am I thinking you're gonna say? Oh, Dragon Age. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that was well. Our audience is probably screaming at their freaking MP3 players, etc. At this point, because I've talked, I've gone on and on about it so much. I was so excited for Dragon Age, and because Bioware is a studio I love, right? And I was so damn disappointed that, like, literally it became almost, um, what is it, Stockholm Syndrome when the when when the kidnappee becomes friends with the kidnapper? It almost became like video game Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I'm going to get so much trouble. That's deep. <laughs> well, because, like, like, 
30 hours into it, I'm going, it, it's got to get better. It's got to get a little better. And I played through The Bastard twice because I just could not believe that I was that disappointed in this game. <laughs> Maybe that's what they wanted to do, play it twice. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Bioware got their money out of me. But what it <laughs> felt like was that, like every RPG they'd made before that, they took all the leftovers and threw it into Dragon Age. And then they turned around and made Dragon Age 2 like more of an action RPG like Dungeon Siege and really pissed the rest of the people off that love Dragon Age. You know, and and, and that's where the like your peer group comes into play. Cuz like people yeah. other RPG gamers that I know that that I like and we have similar tastes. Well, I guess it doesn't matter if, we, if I like them, but we have similar tastes. Loved it. And I just thought it was utter garbage. I just couldn't I just couldn't believe the Bioware put this out, and now they've got another one coming out, <laughs> and it's like shit. I I'll be totally waiting on reviews to see. <laughs> John, what about you? What was one game that disappointed you, or that? Oh, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm gonna answer for John in this respect, Chris. Okay. One that okay. never made it out. Kitty Dragons. Kitty Dragons. Yeah, that, that was my biggest disappointment of this gen, yeah. You could literally watch John get more and more disappointed in our Facebook messages as, like, <laughs> more and more dudes kept coming out. Like, PR bullshit that basically told you that it was not going, things were not going well with Team Ico. Uh, it, it's not canceled, but we've laid out half our staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but what was one that disappointed you, John, that you actually played? Um, well, you know, one of my, my one of my examples for my favorite genre or my favorite games of the generation was the Rock Band series. My disappointment in one of my least favorite games uh, were, were a couple of them, and it was the, the 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 various Guitar Hero games that came out after Guitar Hero Three. And these were the ones that had the full band accompaniment, uh, with the exception of Guitar Hero Metallica. And 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 granted, I'm a little bit biased because I love Metallica so much. But but I, I found you know it's the Activision uh, pounding of a, a successful franchise into the ground until you're sick of it. You know, I mean, rock, I mean the Harmonix guys and rock, with the Rock Band, they're not they're not completely you know free of blame or anything. But at least they were putting out track packs. For a, a, a lower price, where, where Guitar Hero put out, I think, I want, I, I want to say five Guitar Hero games in a in the same year, and uh, and full priced ones at that, and it just murdered <laughs> the the rhythm game franchise, the genre really, just just over overkilled it, and uh, yeah, the, all those games that came out after. After Guitar Hero three, they were all and they were, and and then the songs that they chose with them, they had some hits, sure, but they weren't on and the overall. It's like a lot of stuff you never heard of and didn't really want to play. And yeah, maybe those is, is that okay? <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> well, one of the knocks I would put on us as a podcast, and I, and I, well, I, I'm not even going to go there, but is. We're probably too nice at times. And part of my problem, personally, is I now know enough folks that make games, at least casually, that I know how hard it is to make these damn things. And so, like, when I'm going to be critical about a game, 
it's really hard for me because I'm not professional, whatever that means. I'm not paid for it um, to really just flail something. I mean, there were a lot of games that came out last generation that were just, you know, not that good. But it's really kind of hard for me sometimes, you know, because even ones that just go to hell in a handbasket, the only one I can think of that probably deserved every last bit of flogging it got, and a lot of it had to do with Randy Pitchford's reaction to people not liking it, was Duke Nukem Forever. I I was totally on board with hammering that after Pitchford started going bonkers on Twitter. For those of you who don't know, Randy Pitchford's the CEO of Gearbox Studios. You know. What about you, Chris? What was one you played last generation that really disappointed you and you were kind of hoping better? Um, Well, Duke Nukem, I think. I didn't think of that about that until you just said, but I I believe the hype of that. And I started to enjoy it uh, initially, but... It just sucked. I just trying to lie to myself and say this is great. I just found myself doing that the entire way through, and I waited uh, for a shop to open to buy that. I felt like such a fool. I think we all do that though. That's part of the gamer experience, you know. And and the like extreme cases you see of it are what you see spill out onto the internet. You know, some of us just grumble to ourselves when we make a boneheaded maneuver buying stuff. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the whole kerfuffle about Mass Effect 3 was that just gone to 11 and ripped the knob off. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, when I played the original unaltered ending of Mass Effect 3, I could see how people would have been disappointed. You know, but at the same time, too, I took into account it's three bloody games that you drug saves across on and there's no way you can make a one size spits all ending that's going to keep everybody happy mm-hmm. you know i still love that series and i was quite quite okay with the <laughs> the original ending john and i played both of them so we could i'm yet to get into that i think you'd like it i think it, it, it it's rpg you know there's no doubt about that but but you have two guys sitting here one's a hardcore rpg player and one's kind of I I wouldn't I don't want to call you casual John but he's not as into them as I am. And and yeah. we both loved it tremendously. I think it's one of those ones that's definitely got RPG elements in it but it's it's one that anybody can get into. And if the story grabs you then you're golden. Does that sound, does that sound fair John? Just yeah, yeah. Describing that series. Yep. I would say I mean I uh I I I fell for the for the storyline especially with Mass Effect 2 pretty well you know fully and and uh and and how deep you know they get with the details about the various races and the planets and stuff oh yeah it's all good stuff actually speaking of that and in, in case chris decides to go get them out of the use bin i'm not going to say too much but actually the opening of mass effect 2 was one of the few times this generation i went holy fucking shit are you kidding what? me <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> what after having played the first one and you bring your save over, you know, because you can bring your shepherd over each time. Oh, right, I see. Um, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it's very rare that sitting here playing a game, I will utter that out loud because I've played so many video games. 
that you know you're kind of numb to to a lot of cheap stunts they try to pull to get you you know to get you, to get you involved or to evoke emotion out of you and no the opening to mass effect 2 was definitely one of those holy shit moments um and it, and it leaves you wondering for for a bit and, and so i was whether dragon age whether dragon age stunk to high heavens or not one thing i will give the crew at Bioware credit for is they can write some damn good stories. You know, they got some pretty talented writers <laughs> working at that mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that ultimately, actually, that was kind of the shame of the Mass Effect 3 ending, because it became a you-can't-see-the-forest-through-the-trees kind of scenario. Oh, yeah. You know, you cut that ending off, and you have a really brilliantly laid-out and crafted story across three games which doesn't happen very often i can't think of another trilogy that that is that is as well done as as mass effect was as as far as an rpg goes you mean pretty much in general but again i i you know we're on a podcast we're recording we're live it's really hard to go through every damn game i've ever played and think were there others that had better <laughs> an overall better story across the trilogy? There, yeah. there might have been, and of course it's it, it's subjective. So you you know you get oh, of course it is. ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only other one that probably invoked that much emotion out of me was the end of Halo Reach, and it's just odd saying that about a Halo game. <laughs> <laughs> what have you become, Bruce? Oh. <laughs> The fact that I pull, like I remember halfway through playing free, uh, uh, playing Halo Three because it was free on with Xbox Live Gold. Yeah. I'm going. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like when I started, <laughs> when we started the podcast. I did nothing but trash Halo. And it, and that still goes. That's the show stuff, you know, because there are a lot of Halo fans out there that just are out of it, <laughs> and, and I'll never quit banging on them. But. That I, I do have to freely admit, and that's another good one for this generation. That series still has that series has far more to offer than I would have ever thought it would five years ago. And Halo Reach is pretty much self-contained, and and it's it's you could have put let's put it this way you could have changed a few things art wise, slapped another name on it, and it still would have been a damn good game. So I mean, yes, it's Halo. Yes, it's kind of made me change my opinion which hey that happens about halo but that but it's one of those ones that really could have stood out on its own you uh, bungie could have released that as halo what or as whatever they wanted and i think i think it would have sold bunches gangbusters yeah um Okay, so I guess probably for the last chunk of the show we're gonna do. We have got a uh, Van Man, Pat Man, Can Man. I don't know where the fuck he's at. Do it. You guys listen to it. Where what? Where was he this week? Did he say? He's back in the van. Mm, yeah, he's gonna be chained to that van until after Christmas. Would be my guess. <laughs> Ooh, disparaging the Canadian Postal Service. What's gonna happen to me? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> come, be, come, at, come at me, postal bros. Postal you'll be, bros. You'll be, you'll, you'll be apologized to. <laughs> <laughs> Severely. For being crappy. <laughs> like the next time I go to, go to Canada, John, when I'm handing him my passport, they'll apologize for being crappy postman. <laughs> yeah. 
we're really sorry, Mr. McGee. That's not what it says <laughs> in my passport, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, he is the only one of us on the WPO crew because we're a bunch of ap- apathetic jackasses who actually want to play video games. Uh, <laughs> who's got one of the new consoles? He's got an Xbox One. That is going to... He doesn't have a question for us, but it's going to spur a discussion to take us out of the show this week uh, about the new consoles and everything. So, take it away, man in the van. What is going on, people? Pat man, and I'm back in the van. Not in my can. And I'm here with an Xbox One update, so to speak. Yes, I got the Xbox One. I got it on day one in the beautiful day one edition black box with the day one controller and, of course, the absolutely useless and cheesy day one achievement. I'm sure someone out there loves it, but I think it was kind of dumb. But hey, I got it on day one, so I used it. Anyways... I'm not going to get much into the games. I'm just going to talk about my first impressions with it because it's only been a few days. But I thought you guys would like to know some details on the Xbox One from someone who actually got one. (coughs) Where to start? Where to start? Well, I'm calling the Xbox One and the Wii U, I'm calling that the new generation because... Next generation and last generation, it's all a blur. There's this transitional period between consoles that happens last time and the time before that. When you got your former generation ones still going and the next generation ones are here and you don't know what generation is what. There's an easy solution and this is how I'm going to call my Xbox One and Wii U. It's the new generation. We don't have to use next, don't have to use current. It's the new generation. Anyways, what do I think about it? Well, (coughs) let's talk about the unboxing. Why not start at the beginning? I was actually quite excited unboxing my Xbox One. More excited than I thought I would be. It was like a kid in a candy store. It's always cool unboxing stuff. Something about the first day it comes out, the excitement. It was fun. I had more fun unboxing my Xbox One than I did unboxing my Wii U. Now, I didn't get the Wii U on day one, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Anyways, the machine itself, I mean, you've all seen pictures of it. I was surprised it's not as huge as I thought it was. Sure, it's the shape of a Betamax, and it's bigger than the Xbox 360, a hell of a lot bigger than my Wii U, But it's not as massive and as gargantuan as I thought it was going to be. (coughs) Even though it's a big, ugly Betamax VCR-looking thing, it looks fine. And it's shiny, and it's got a nice paint job, and it does the the trick. It's going to sit in my friggin' entertainment system anyway, so who cares what it looks like? Could have been a bit smaller, I guess. One thing about the system I'll say right away is how quiet it runs. Holy shit. I mean, I had a loud power bar and a noisy console. And you compare the Xbox 
whatever it was, the Xbox 360 Elite, that's what I had, the black one, still have, that thing was fucking noisy. This is really quiet. I have the energy bar, when I first set it up, because I wanted to make sure everything was running, I just set it up in front of my TV. And I had the energy bar on my hardwood floors and my console, and I hardly heard anything. When I put it onto my uh, entertainment system, when everything was working, to a more permanent position, I heard practically nothing. It's like a hum. I, you can't hear it at all. It's great. <coughs> Anyways, back to the thing. Back. So my unboxing, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. Um, what's the experience like? Well, imagine this. You're walking to your room, and right away, Connect 2.0, your Xbox One, recognizes you, recognizes your face, and loads up automatically your gamer profile. Hi, Patrick, it says. Pat-man, can-man. Okay, it doesn't know I'm the can-man. At least not yet. Anyways, it recognizes you, it loads your profile, it loads up your pins. It's just the seamless transition between all the games and the media and the apps is cool. It's great. I don't give a shit about the fanboys crying about the TV, 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 and sports. It's there, and it works really well to complement the gaming. Recording games is an awesome feature that I really like, especially watching people on my friends list playing games. It's cool. You go to your friends list, and they're playing something you don't own, and you get to watch them play it and decide do you want to play it. It's really easy to record, too. Let's say I'm playing Killer Instinct and I get a c -c 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 combo breaker followed up by a ultra, which I haven't done yet, but let's say I did. Or I just throw a whole bunch of awesome moves and I get to see B Orchid's titties. All I have to say is Xbox, record that. And it goes back to 30 seconds before I said that and it records. Pretty cool stuff. You can edit it, and there's ways of posting it on Facebook and on YouTube that I haven't figured out yet, probably thankfully. But it's cool. Recording is awesome. It's a great feature. The machine itself is running flawlessly. I have no errors, no noise, nothing, so that's good. You know, for those of you who cry about being a baby tester, a baby tester? Well, being a baby, a beta tester, well... You could buy an Xbox three years from now, and it could break down right out of the box. So there's the risk you take. You know, the people who cry beta testers, maybe they're bitter. I don't know. Anyways, watching your friends playing games, that's quite a lot of fun. Let's talk about the controller. The controller is very similar to the Xbox 360 controller. Don't let Microsoft tell you about their 40 different changes, blah, blah, blah. It's a bit better, <coughs> but it's not a lot better. The thing is, it didn't need to be better. The Xbox 360 controller, in my opinion, is the best controller in the business. So they've made some refinements. They've made the buttons a little better. The D-pad is better. I'll give them that. Overall, it feels great just like the other one did, just like the 360 one did, and it's got some minor improvements. One cool thing about Kinect 2.0 and the controller is that Kinect watches you. I know, that's scary. Especially if you're cooking meth in your fucking living room, I guess. But anyways, 
It watches you, and when you put down the controller to watch a movie, to watch TV, to do something, it actually talks to your controller and shuts it off right away. This is a great energy battery saving thing that's pretty neat. Anyways, more about Connect 2.0. Well, it's hard to talk about Connect 2.0. I haven't played much Connect 2.0 games. Connect 2.0 just runs in the background. It's doing tons of things, it's like I said, with the controllers and with recognizing you and with voice commands. It's like it's there, but you almost think it's not there. You're doing these things, you know, with Connect, but you, you, it doesn't feel forced. That's definitely a cool thing. <coughs> now, I downloaded Killer Instinct. It's good. It's very good if you're a fighting fan. And I also got the classic. Available in your home in 1995. Well, I guess it's finally 1995, because I got that too. So I have those two games, plus the Connect Sports Rivals demo. But I'm not going to talk about those. Maybe I'll talk about those next week. I'll get more time in. I'll get better at Killer Instinct. I tell you, the classic arcade game is hard as fuck. But it's been a long time since I've played it. It's great to have the classic game, finally. Anyways, having lots of fun with the games, having lots of fun with the media. I'm really enjoying watching and creating video videos from my games. The future looks bright. <coughs> I'm loving the new generation. My Nintendo Wii U and my Xbox One are at the top of the entertainment system. Step aside, old generation. I loved the Xbox 360, and I'll still play it. Hey, anybody wants to fire up a game of Halo with me, I'm down. But Pac-Man in his van in the can is definitely focusing on the new generation. The Wii U and the Xbox One could possibly be the best combination I've had. And this is the third generation I've gone Nintendo and Microsoft. So anyways... There's my two cents. No questions this week. Just talking about the Xbox One. Maybe I'll have some questions next time, or I'll talk more about the Xbox One later. Patman is out. See you all on the flip side. Woo! Thank you, Patman Man in the Van. Sounds like you're really enjoying your Xbox One Father's Day present. And yes, your son is an extremely smart young man for getting you that. Um, are you, are, are you, Chris, comfortable with where the Xbox One sits? I mean, we know that the PS4 is everything plus a burrito and, and a hand job. You know, the media tells us so. Uh... <laughs> If you believe that, if you believe I believe that for a second, get your head examined. Um, but are you comfortable with the Xbox One now at this point, where it sits today, uh, as compared to, like, say, E3 when when you were we were in a live chat just tearing it apart and having fun? Um, well, I think it's early days yet. The proof is in the pudding. I'm actually yet yet to um, play one. I did wait around. Um, in a game the other day, which is a, uh, a game shop here, but uh, the, all they had on offer was FIFA. But uh, I think it's um, you know it's, it hasn't done a bad job of a release. Uh, people are excited about it, but it's just early days yet. 
Do you think and, that about both of them? Yeah, absolutely. It's just I, I like to uh, make my own opinion when I actually get my hands on the thing, and uh, uh, but I'm yet to do that, so I just don't want to make any comments yet, probably. But, but but you know they've made a you know it's a positive release. They've had positive feedback. I haven't heard much complaints about it, other than it's very similar to um, Windows 8 in the interface. But I don't see that as much of an issue myself. Yeah, you know the now that you mentioned that, the funny thing to me about that is, it, if you you listen you listen to the show a lot, so you've heard me talk about the whole cultural phenomenon of bashing something. Once it becomes a cultural phenomenon, yeah, to bash something, that's what kind of Windows 8's become, and it's not a great OS. The, the few times I've dinged with it, yeah, Microsoft missed again. So what? They missed with Vista 2 and came roaring back with 7. I'm not worried about it. Exactly. Um, they just decided, hey, let's see if we can mash, make an OS that mashes all the different types of things that use it into one, and it doesn't appear to be working. That doesn't mean it can't. But here's my problem with that bitching about the, about the dashboard blade. Have you seen the 360 blade? <laughs> it <laughs> kind of got the fucking tiles, too. <laughs> which took me a while to get you. Wasn't it you, Chris, that said that it's just, you, yeah, weren't you the one that said that the new Xbox dashboard's utter crap? When yeah, it, it just went to that blade one, or those yeah, the like, tiles. Yeah, what a pile of crap, but I've just adjusted to it now, and I don't even think about how much I hate it anymore. Well, here's just, the funny thing. I, I've been on an MMO kick, so my 360 hadn't been turned on in a while. Yeah. Like holy shit, Lloyd hates that thing. Let me. I, yeah. I guess I'll update mine and see what it ta- see what I think. You know, and so I actually that actually made me update to the new to the <laughs> dashboard because I wanted to see what it looked like. And at first, I fucking hated it. <laughs> it's like just, this sucks. To, I can't even remember what it was before. To be honest, it's had it's had so much. Uh, like it's evolved so much. Well, I mean that's the thing. You know we. And that's what happened with this new, you know, Xbox One. People don't like it; they're not, um, you know, happy with it, and it'll get changed eventually. Well, like you, that goes back to like you said, early days, and that's what a lot of a lot of what I saw on Xbox One reviews. Um, Adam Sessler's the one that's coming to mind on Rev Three Games, but you know that that a lot a lot of his review of the Xbox One was was, you know, he'd add the line in there basically that hey, it's still this is still new, it's still in the process. And of course, some jackasses go, well, I mean, you're a fucking beta tester. No, it's been released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and actually, to those beta, te- beta tester clowns, it's obvious you have not used the PC much for anything other than typing email and watching porn. <laughs> because when you buy PC components, whether it's RAMs, RAM, hard drives, uh, power supplies, processors, video cards, anything that makes a PC a PC. There's a pretty good chance you can get one that's dead when it comes to you. It's happened to me a number of times. You know what? You cuss, <laughs> you, <laughs> you shoot off an email to get a coffin, you send it back, and you just deal with it. Because it's electronic components. So, you know, a lot of that a lot of that whole, oh, it's beta testing and this this firmware didn't work and it just escapes me and it goes over my head because I'm a PC gamer. I'm used to the shit. <laughs> and and some of it's sloppy you know, sloppy planning, sloppy management on the company's part. And some of it it's just electronics. Some shit gets broken in the process of being from the point it's made to the point it's shipped to you. You know, you can't Obviously, some brands, 
in the PC world, get, you know, get hung over the reputation because too many of them are showing up broken. Um, it's like I don't know if you heard Chris, like the Xbox One's got some got some Blu-ray disc issues, and then Sony's got some blue light of death stupid thing going on, and it's yeah. like. Let me know when it reaches like a half million consoles and then talk to me. Otherwise, I'm over it. Um, John, to uh, to you, after listening to Pat, after seeing the stuff he's posted on Facebook, has that interested you any more in the Xbox One knowing someone that has it? Or are you still pretty much see you next Christmas like we've been talking about for the last three shows? Uh, to be honest, like hearing Pat talk about some of the features and stuff and things he can do, I I would love to have one to fiddle around with, just you know, out of sheer curiosity maybe. But I I still look at the, at the software lineup as it currently stands, and there's just not a justification for me to to, to get one today. You know, again, is it a few months down the road maybe, but today I, I I'm. I'm still adamant about uh, clearing out some more of the pile of shame. I, I think it. Well, first off, two things about Pat. One, he is a good guy to test hardware because he will tell you if it's crap or he'll tell you if it works. So you're not, you know, he's going to give you an honest opinion, even even if he he likes Xbox more than Sony, and, and you know, it tends to go Nintendo and Xbox or t- Nintendo and Microsoft. And really hasn't had anything to do with Sony. He'd tell you if something on the Xbox One was crap. And two, I think the only way you were keeping him from Killer Instinct was lack of money or his wife telling him no. <laughs> I, I really don't think keep, he is so damn happy <laughs> to be playing Killer Instinct again. Uh, you know, and which yeah, is he, totally, really, he really is happy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing about the new consoles, Sony releases theirs. First day sales, one million, you know, and everybody's just shitting themselves. Microsoft release, and I literally said to a friend of mine, I'm like, I bet you $10 that come Friday, or come come Monday, because that was, yeah, it was launched on Friday, come Monday, they will announce they've sold one million units. Bet you anything. <laughs> one million <laughs> units on, yes. I, I mean, I'm glad it's close, and I'm glad they both, announced what they sold but uh john let's start with you are are you buying this i mean garbage (laughs) or do you think they're just trying to add to the hype train how much reality do you think there is in this one million units sold i don't know i I, it's what's your gut telling you is what my gut's telling my my gut is telling me that they're trying to say they're trying to show whose dick is bigger so you think it's potentially possible that that neither of them have so actually sold a million units <laughs> the first well, day? I, I, I don't doubt it, but whether it's plus or minus a hundred thousand, or you know, like, I mean, it's it's just a it's just a general number, you know. It it, it could be, you know, seven fifty rounded up to is a million, you know. It, but it's, it's it's trying to like Sony come out and say it, and so Microsoft had they 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 have to say it. They have to be a parody. It's like, like everything. Everything with these two consoles is going to be, you know, one person says one thing, and the next, the other one's going to do the same thing. Chris, what are your thoughts on this million sold from both of them? I think John hit the nail on the head. It's just, it's just, it's like schoolyard tactics, you know. It's just, you know, it's always going to be like this. So when one's going to bet the other, then the other's going to bet the other. It's just, 
John John had it down. Are are we better off that they both sold close to each other? Rather than um, being more disparity, is it better that they're kind of hammering neck and neck? <laughs> Obviously, it's probably not good for Nintendo, but I, I don't think it is. It's just, whatever. If um, if like PS4 sold half of what the Xbox One did, it's, it's still people are gonna still defend it or go against it. You know what I mean? It's just it's all numbers, and like it's uh, the individual will have one console and will have the games that they uh, have bought or whatever. So it won't matter much to the individual, I don't think. It's just these people and these keyboard warriors on the internet, they, they're the ones that care about all the numbers, and if you get what I mean. So you don't think it has really any effect on on the average game keyboard warriors? I'm so totally stealing that. Because um, <laughs> it's totally true, too. So you don't think it really has any effect on the average consumer or what's to come in the future that they're kind of neck and neck? As it were, or they both had six. Let's let's take numbers out of it. They both had successful launches, as it were. Uh, I don't think it matters. Not not to the individual. Anyway, there's it's going to be like small groups of people, just you know, ex uh, like fanboys. But like uh, as uh, myself, I don't I don't care if they, if it's got good games and I enjoy playing them and, wh- and whatever. It doesn't matter which console they're on. I'll I'll purchase it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm completely the same way. Like last time I got the Xbox 360 because that's where all my friends on the forum board I was on at the time, that's what they had predominantly. So, okay, let's, you know, and they'd had the games I wanted to play with them and, and on my own. And so, okay, let's go with that. You know, yeah. it remains to be seen. I mean, I, I'm probably leaning towards going Microsoft again, but it remains to be seen. I want more I want more catalog out. I like John was talking about it. it uh, it's going to burst John's bubble a little bit, but ultimately it's just a foul. It's just a fantasy attempting to kill a pile of shame. That's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. <laughs> but, as, long as, as long as there's steam sales, it won't happen. I know. Right. And, and use game bins. Um, but, but whittling it down some before I get another console is probably not a bad idea. Uh, John, do you think it's good they're both having successful launches, or are you like Chris and it really doesn't matter to us, just the keyboard warriors? <laughs> I, I think for the public perception, they have to have uh, successful launches. Again, you know, I mean, it, 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 especially going into their first Christmas, they ha- they have at the very least they have to be equal. Um, I, I, it's good for them that they're having success and that's it's working out. You know, it's good for, it's good for the industry, right? But but you know, as far as competition goes, they, they can't give an inch going in, into Christmas this year for sure. You know, let 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 let, let the let the what is it? Let, let the what fall where they may. Let the uh, chips the chips fall where they may come next year because you know then time will tell what which ones has the advantage. But now this Christmas they can't allow one to pull ahead already. The only thing, I mean, Chris is right about the keyboard warriors, and it's something Pat and I discussed, that, you know, the little kids or teenagers doing it's one thing, but when I see, like, full-grown adults pulling the fanboy shit, it's like, and and I'm actually stealing something Pat said, it's really kind of pathetic, (laughs) to be quite honest, because I don't give a rat's ass. I'm just like Chris. It's going to come down to, does it have a game I want to play? Mm-hmm. When I have the funds ready and available to purchase one of these things, you know, I- I'm still toying with the idea of getting a PS3 because there's games I want to play on PS3. 
have it around. I'm sure, here pretty quick, I'm, there's going to be some hellacious sales on the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so I, I'm still, even a couple weeks into the launch, thinking, you know, hell, go with what you did last time. Wait a year. You know, and, and I mean, hey, if something comes out towards the quote-unquote hot game time early November next year before the proper holidays, maybe I'll pick one up. Maybe there'll be some bundles and some sales, you know, because like my three, my first 360, uh, that's where I got Forza 2 and the Marvel Ultimate Alliance or whatever the hell that was all packaged in. Plus, I bought a copy of COD, Modern, the original Modern Warfare. Um, so, you know, I had like three or four games for it right out the bat, and, and that was kind of kind of fun um uh shit what was the other there was another question i had there about about all the uh, uh, new stuff and now it has slipped slipped, slipped away my, yeah slipped my mind um there's something for chris are, are are both of them now out in the uk or where are we at with that i kind of lost track of when stuff was launching and uh, the PS4 is actually out now, like from midnight, so uh, three hours ago. Okay, and and the Xbox One's what week or so? Yeah, about a week, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know. I know they had uh, translation issues and some locales that they were kind of backing off a little bit, but I'll give them credit if they both hit one million sales and it's mostly in North America. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty decent, yeah. Yeah, it is decent. Um, given given that you know, and of course you 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 always have the cultural thing of you know there there are people on Reddit posting pictures of look there's a day one Xbox they haven't sold that many here's like five of them at Best Buy and it's like oh god oh that was the question I was going to ask because I was it, it the reason it popped into my head is because Sony did or uh, Sony said so, Jack Tretton said something last generation about you won't find a PS3 on the shelves. I'll give you two thousand dollars for each one you didn't. So Penny Arcade went around taking taking pictures of PS3 boxes <laughs> in the Seattle region. And they're like, "Hey, Tretton, you owe us twelve thousand. <laughs> that um, That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. And Chris, we'll start with you. Does this seem like two thousand six all over again? I need some help here because in 2006 I was in Alabama with no internet, so I kind of missed the last console launch. But I'm starting to really think I didn't miss much because it sure shit seems like it's the same damn thing over again. Two consoles, a lot of fanboy fights, and not that goddamn much software. Uh, you're right. I think it's been like the same uh, since the dawn of time. You know what I mean? Like with Sega <laughs> and Nintendo, it's just it's just an ongoing process. Like it's just recycling recycling itself. But but it's good. It's healthy. Do you reckon, like, if you've got competition, you're um, gonna produce better results? Even even if it is the same silly shit over and over again, the fact that there's not that many games, but that Everyone's but there's defendant. two of them duking duking it out. Yeah, I think it's pretty fun to be honest. I like it. I like it. Won't be the same without it, would it really? I I like watching it. I, oh yeah, some of it gets. I, especially now, try to limit my involvement in any of it. Um, unless I think there's a healthy debate going to break out, not just four-letter words being thrown at each other. Uh, good luck. Good, good, yeah, I know. Yeah. Good luck on the internet. <laughs> find that, like. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think it's, you know, if, if it ever does fall down to one, it could be pretty bad news. 
Uh, John, does it feel like the same thing over again to you? I mean, you were around in 2006. Yeah, there, there's definitely some similarities. Uh, there's a, there's a, li- I don't know, the, 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 the roles are a little reversed. Because um, in the previous gen, Sony kind of came out with their chests puffed out and, and feeling very confident because of the success of the PS2. I think there's a little more of that with Microsoft this time, with some of the some of the sprawling changes that they've wa- they wanted to make with Tim Claude back, <laughs> but uh, but you know it's more or less the same, very similar, almost the same. Well, I mean that's you know one of the big things that console gamers are going to have to face. Last generation it was DLC, this generation it's microtransactions. And as an MMO gamer, I kind of feel sorry. I kind of feel bad for you guys because I'm not sure it's going to work in the console space. But for those of you at home, because it's been mostly on the MS side so far, if you think that's not going to spread to Sony, and if you think that's not going to, it's here to stay in consoles, good luck. <laughs> Good luck locating your head because I think it's firmly placed between your ass cheeks, and and it sucks. I'm that actually has me more aggravated than than DLC ever would, mm-hmm. because it, because of the ramifications and the and the potential disaster. You know, uh, they've kind of weeded out the pay to win in MMOs anymore. But the consoles may be forced to deal with pay-to-win for a bit until the developers, um, until the developers figure out a best. Pay I mean, but win. I, I don't know, Chris. Are are you, <laughs> are you kind of just shrugging your shoulders at this microtransaction thing, kind of like DLC, or or what's your take on the fact that it, it appears to be creeping into Console ga- console gaming more and more. Um, I'm not super concerned about it because I know I won't fall into the trap of um, you know doing it myself. I know I I very rarely um, uh, do any micro transa- transactions or whatnot. But it's just I got a spiteful point of view on it. Like if it doesn't involve me, I don't really care about it. When it comes to consoles and that, then uh, I think that's it. That's my spiteful opinion. <laughs> I don't know if that's so much spiteful as cynical. Yeah, I guess spiteful would work. Selfish would work. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm actually kind of that same way. If it doesn't directly affect me, fuck it. Yeah. I've got so many things that I've got to worry about. And I guess that's kind of a, a bad attitude to have as an average gamer because that's kind of how it happens to us. Yeah, you're right enough. We let people get away with it too much and then they um, put pressure on the gamer to take part in these things and spend more money where they don't really need to. Well, and again, it becomes the thing like DLC. As long as it doesn't affect me playing through the game, then I'm kind of like, you fuck it, I don't care if it's there. I'll just ignore it. If you get suckered into the trap, sorry, guess you should have made better decisions. But, yeah. again, but again, I'm also saying, I'm also kind of meh about it because I'm an I'm MMO gamer. And you can buy all kinds of pretties in most MMOs, you know. <laughs> and anymore, it's nothing that's going to help you, you know, defeat some noob or, or level up or anything like that. Those exist, but for the most part in MMOs, the only thing I will buy 
if I even buy any microtransactions, is either more bank space because so, I'm a hoarder, <laughs> or more bags because I'm a hoarder, and I just if I don't <laughs> wait. But ninety percent of the time, oh, you mean I get a shiny horse if I spend twenty bucks? Fuck you, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. It's like I can live without it. Yeah. Um, John, you got Chris and I's attitude, or what's your take on them creeping in as somebody who's more of a console aficionado, or has had more of them than I have? Yeah, I, I don't have any time for microtransactions as, as much as it, as I'm. I have bought a lot of DLC. Uh, it's it's optional stuff, and I, I know microtransactions are optional too. I suppose from, from most of what they are, but just to 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 pay real money just so I can advance in the game that I could. Uh, it's just it, it, it's more. It's even more of a. You know, here, waving the carrot under your nose, you know, to, to get you to, to get you to do it. Like it's too tempting. DLC is just extra, extra material, extra levels, extra whatever. Like that, I don't mind that so much. But when it's just to help you finish the game, like just play the, just play the goddamn game. Well, you, you know, you're probably you're right as of right now. You know, because developers are just going to be too tempted and publishers are going to be too greedy. So they're going to give lazy people an opportunity to just fly through the game mm -hmm. or put blocks in your way. But I think as much as I don't want them in there, as much as I hate it, I know full well we're stuck with it. And the, the bright spot I can give you is I think after a certain amount of time and Internet Rage actually being used for a good reason for once... It will end up becoming like it is in MMOs, mostly just pretty, you know, like new skins for your gun or, you know, uh, what we call social armor in, in MMOs. Like you can put it in a slot and you see it, but it doesn't do you a damn bit of good. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're level one with this bitchin' looking social armor, you're still going to get fucking plowed. <laughs> and I've seen it happen on many occasions where the doofus is too stupid to realize that. Just because that looks like full plate mail doesn't mean some level 50 is not going to knock you from here to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now like things like costumes and things like, you know, I mean, that, that, that's what I would call DLC. I mean, but, uh, and I don't have too much of a problem with that. You know, skins for your, you know, that's no, no big deal. But, like, I'll give you an example. And a game I forgot to talk about earlier was that I, uh, I tried out uh, Tiny, Tiny Death Star. On, uh, <laughs> on for download, right? And first time, was, and I, first time, my iOS, my poor old iOS bastard device isn't good enough to play something that I actually want to play. Tiny <laughs> Death Star has been all over my social media, and it looks like a riot. Yeah, yeah it was, it's pretty fun. I, I played it on one of this new laptop. She has a Windows 8 laptop with a touchscreen uh, monitor, right? And so I was, I've been playing it on. I was playing on that with Peter, and. and of course, you know you've you got this tower. You're building it up, and you're adding new levels onto it, and trying to get people to live there. And it's tiny tower, but it's with the Death Star. And anyway, when you you set people to work in some of the in some of the uh, the businesses, and it takes a certain amount of time for them to you know create that object. So if, if you put somebody in the toy store and they're building an Ewok uh, figurine, you know it takes so much time. And then it tells you you know spend this uh, Imperial space buck. And to to make it go faster, well, you know, and you only get so many, and then, and then, uh, but then you can buy Imperial space bucks to make things move faster. Right. You, know, you, you, you can buy fifty for five real dollars, and I'm like, oh, go away, I'll wait. And then, and then the very next thing was it's going to take six hours for this guy to 
to finish his his task, and you know, or pay four space bucks. I only had three, and I was like, oh my god, it was so much easier. And then I, and at, at that point when I when I was almost tempted, I turned it off, and I haven't played it since. I think I think that's what's going to happen to me if I start getting uh, microtransactions in my face on my new console to the to the point you know where the game is tuned to the point where it's it's really pushing me to do it beyond the pay, the price of the game that I've already paid. Uh, if it's a free game, it might be a little bit different in my mind. But if it's a paid game and they want more microtransactions to help me progress, forget it. I'll turn it off. I'll bring it back. I'll 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 trade it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when John Keogh becomes a used game person when I got when I can trade in my my games with bullshit microtransactions. See, I don't think especially in a console setting, I don't think it will become that oh fuck it is out for Android. Sweet, that's going on my tablet. Uh I don't think it will become that with the consoles cuz the thing about mobile is you have you still have the option like in, in the original Tiny Tower, which I've got on iOS. You know, I'll, I'll set it all up, and I'll just shut it off. And I'll check them that night. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I'll save up my space bucks or my little dollars until I'm ready to do something. You know, and and yeah, it's not going to be a long term investment, and I'm definitely not the type of sucker they're looking for. But I can still get some fun out of it. And I'm okay with that. I really don't see more than one... I don't really see more than one outrage about what you're talking about Mm -hmm. before that shit quits. In a console space. I'm I'm out. I'll be out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, me too. Um, Because like I said, the only thing that left in MMOs that's really, really bloody annoying... Um, is if you're playing free, like, usually you get a pop-up window, and Sony Online Entertainment is the fucking worst about this. You'll get an online, you get a pop-up to, like, get a subscription. And it's usually just when you're first logging into the game. Mm-hmm. With Sony, it's also when you log out, it pops up on your browser. Um, which I sent them a really, sent their, uh, their t- support folks a really nasty email about that because I'm not not my usual sailor talk that I'm using here but just really strongly <laughs> worded email that's like really really I get it I understand that you guys got to make money because this is free to play but twice seriously you know and and I don't think I, I think it's going to stick around but I don't think it'll be as intrusive as some people are are worried about you pretty much in the same boat chris if it does what john's talking about you're just gonna take it back to the game store and be done with it yeah exactly yeah (laughs) absolutely well and the crappy part about that is they can um you know they they can still count you as a sale it's what sucks look this this thing had microtransactions that stopped you every level when we sold five million copies yeah well four and 4.5 4.5 million of them got returned the yeah. next day. <laughs> well, back in the shop. <laughs> yeah. Of course, if enough of them start showing up in the used bin, you're pro- there's probably going to be... Um, pro- probably that'll get out eventually. Uh, so, anything else about the new consoles that you've seen or any of the launch stuff that you've seen that you think we should discuss or use a good enough? Uh, Chris? 
I think we've pretty much covered it at the moment. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just can't wait to get my hands on one. I might get a PS4 um, a week today. Ooh, then we'll have to have you back on the first yeah. year, the next chance you get, so you can talk to us about it. Okay, yeah. Tell We're us so if, close to Christmas. Tell, if, oh. tell us if it's for the players. If players, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am so much. The first time I saw that on YouTube, and that's what we were talking about before we started recording the show, Chris, about you know how you hear stuff throughout the week and then you, you, you tend to use it other places. Yeah, I yeah. saw that I was watching I was watching the Red Green show again, John, because I do it all the time because I just, I don't know I'm an idiot. Uh, th- that's nothing against the Red Green show. I just watch it way too often, <laughs> way too many times over and over again. Anyway, I saw that slogan and I'm sure I'd seen it in like a hashtag or something on Twitter and just kind of it just kind of went over my head. But I saw that Sony for the players and that was like it was just like instantaneous, man. Yeah, man, we're players. I'm seeing all these like. Yeah bad fucking 70s pimp costumes it was just (laughs) (laughs) it's just like seriously i mean and 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 i'll be honest me doing that is no better than the idiots in x-bone i'm not denying that for a second i mean i thought that was the most retarded unclever ridiculous thing but yeah so it's the players thing i mean but that but that's that's kind of the yin and the yang of it you know (laughs) yeah You put something out there. Actually, that is one final thing I want to ask you about, because you do a lot of it, Chris, and you've run into various issues with it. We talked about something multiple times this year on the show, and since it is getting close to the end of our podcast year, what's your thoughts on um, Phil Fish, the guy that created Fez, Rage Quitting the Internet, and tie into that the fact that you know full well that once you put something on the internet, it's public and it's there, and you just got to deal with it. What are what are your thoughts as somebody who produces stuff for the internet uh, on the whole negative feedback, rage quitting, and, and and all that? Like no matter how angry you get or how you know how much despair and and you're you're a figure on the internet, you do not proclaim it to anyone. You just you got to keep it to yourself. That's absolute like suicide in a way to do something like that on the internet. And maybe like these people do it for attention or whatever, because he got talked about the hell of a lot after that. But um, I think these people know what they're doing. You're a figure on the internet and you cannot disparage such information like, like oh, go nuts or not, or have a wobbly. It's just, I think it's pretty calculated in a way. Do you reckon? I do, and I, and I even with our listener base, whatever it may be, I, I think sometimes, or I have to kind of think it sometimes about how badly do I want me and the crew to bash on this idiot in the case of Fish, and how much am I just feeding this beast? You know what I mean? That's it, yeah. <laughs> Is that what they want when they when they have these meltdowns on the internet? It's just It's all a PR thing, isn't it? I wonder how much he sold after that, and how much you know he got a lot of um, press from that. Did you did, did you ever, have you ever thought about that angle, John? When we do those kinds of things, like you know, because we did talk about it when Fish melted down on Twitter and quit, and mm-hmm. that's it. Fuck you guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> do you ever yeah. think about it in those terms Chris is talking about? Because it's always that's why I asked Chris specifically because kind of what he said has always kind of been in the back of my mind, and it's the fact that should we touch it or are we just <laughs> adding to the disaster? Yeah, you're, you're, you're feeding the beast. Yeah, the uh, it's um. 
the other day, uh, uh, Roger was telling me about, um, he was on Twitter. We both follow Jimmy Corderas, who's a former WWE referee, a wrestling, pro wrestling referee. Oh, he does the radio show or podcast or video podcast with Artakai, doesn't he? He did, yeah. After Art has now has left the score, but now Jimmy's still doing stuff, of course. But, but, but that being said, uh, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention to it, but Roger said that Jimmy Corderas' Twitter feed was nothing but him giving it back to this guy who was trolling him and and it just kept going on and on and on to the point where Roger said I'm just not going to follow this guy anymore because he's just cluttering up my feed with bullshit and uh, and so you know that that's that's just it like he was feeding feeding the feeding the beaks feeding the the people who were who were pushing the buttons right yeah you, know, you, you have to leave that stuff at the door I I, I agree with you Chris uh, totally like it's it's you know, you have to have a, you have to have a, either have a thick skin or 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 just not not you know acknowledge it. That's right. Has it happened to you, Chris, with with all the stuff, the old videos, like when we first knew you, and that I'm not even going to mention the name. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like that's from first-hand experience. You just disclose too much. Just say nothing. Like oh, that's just ridiculous. People just like love to attack. Have you had moments though where it's been really hard, like where your hands are hovering over the keyboard? I'm just gonna fucking let this guy have it, and you, and you stop yourself. Absolutely, yeah, but oh, it's just it's not worth it. It's not absolutely not worth it. I, I know people that, that are in a similar position, and they've done they've done things publicly on the internet, and that they've regretted it. So I've just learned from other people's mistakes. It, it's taken me a long time. Even you know what little, tiny, tiny, minuscule bit I've had to deal with baiting and being baited. Um, but be- before we started this podcast, after we started this podcast, but because the thing is, is my instinct, and, and maybe it's because I got picked on a lot as a kid. My instinct is fuck this. I'm just gonna put you down once for all. And the internet doesn't work that way anymore. There's so many avenues where they can continue to come back at you. Yeah, and right. it's it's only been like in the last year that I've slowly learned not to take the bait. And I mean, my hands have hovered over this keyboard a couple times this year, and and, and several times last year on in several things, whether they were after me or whether they're after somebody I gave a shit about, you you know, or somebody I know, or saying something about somebody else. Um, on your older videos, I saw some comments on the on YouTube. It's like really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I know this dude. He's a good guy. Fuck you. You know, I mean, because you're protective of the people you know as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I I'm just like, block them normally. Like, I just don't want to see it. I just block it, delete it. That's, that's my method. That's what it's become for me too. It's like finally, I think what finally got through my thick damn head is why am I wasting energy on this? Why am I giving myself an ulcer over this? Yeah. Especially the ones that like that like have nothing constructive to add. The ones that are just completely doing nothing more than trying to trying trying to get under your skin, you know. And and, and I've so I've just get yeah I've gotten to the point. There's been a few people on Twitter, um, Cliffy, <laughs> Cliffy B, formerly of Epic <laughs> Games. I'll follow his fucking ass on Twitter anymore. <laughs> that one was more when he blocked Jim for giving Gears an eight out of ten, and then Cliffy bitching about it. I I just had enough of him. Okay. <laughs> and there was a couple. Um, there's a couple. It, it, I'm gonna ruin you, John. There's three. There's three game devs that I follow that there have been. It's been really close. One of them's David Scott Jaffe. 
because he gets a little obnoxious sometimes. One of them is um, uh, shit. I can't think of the, the second guy, but the third one is John's new best friend. Um, Schaefer. <laughs> yeah. Because not so much that he's rude. Oh, I just realized who the third one was, and I won't say his name because I'm not taking any fucking chance of having his army of fucking drones after me. I'll tell you guys after the show. Um, <laughs> uh, Schaefer just tends to get a little too excited sometimes. And so, he, like you're talking about with Corderas, with Roger, he just fills my feed with too much shit that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And and so it's not so much that, that Tim's that Schaefer's ever done anything that's like been I felt there's been trolling or anything like that. It's just sometimes he just goes a little too far and long on 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 things, and it's I, I but yeah, I think Chris's method, however you get to it out there in TV radio land, whatever land we're in, uh, is is definitely the best one because it's not getting any better. You know, every time a like fourteen year old gets a computer, we get a new crop of them. <laughs> you know, and all and all three yeah. of us have been on the internet long enough that it's like we've seen three or four generations of this. And it's, uh, you know, seen it, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> cliche you want to use, I don't care anymore. So. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough show for the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we have a ton of different ways to do that. I'm going to throw a whole bunch of links and crap at you right now. First thing, uh, you can friend us on Facebook. It's WonderPod Online, all one word. Friend us on Facebook. You can troll around and find the rest of the guys there, too, as well, but I'm not giving you their Facebooks. Um, we're on iTunes, in case you found this MP3 somewhere on somebody else's iPod. Uh, just search for WonderPod, or we are actually in the store at this point. Thanks, Apple. Well, that only took a year. Uh, if you don't like iTunes, we are on archive.org. And in fact, as Chris pointed out to me earlier on the show, it appears that iTunes is only carrying a certain number of our shows and only goes back to about episode 60. So if you want to get anything before 60, archive.org is there. Or you can go to wonderpodonline.com. Great thing about our website, obviously, is that all the shows since 2011 uh, are, are archived there. So you can just go. You can get a link. If iTunes doesn't work, archive.org is there. And I put an embedded player there. So if you don't want to download anything from a show we did two years ago, just turn on the embedded player. Um, we have YouTube channels. Chris Lloyd's got his fantasy YouTube channel. You're, just, you're still doing stuff with that, aren't you? I plug it every Yeah, time. yeah. Okay. I am, yeah. Yeah, you and Andrew. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, stuff. And, yeah. yeah. So Chris has got that channel. We got our WonderPod Online channel. We got Three Six Wii. So I'll have to batter him about putting some stuff from his Xbox One. Now that you can upload stuff to YouTube, uh, we've got a Twitter account. It's at WonderPod Online. All one word at WonderPod Online. If none of that works for you, we got an email address. It's it's WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com. WonderPod at WonderPodOnline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at o r i g i. First time I've blown that one at O R I G I M. <laughs> or you can follow John on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> ah, screw it. J O N K E H O E. Or you can follow Chris on Twitter. It's at EatFuda. That's E A T Fuda. F- yeah, that. <laughs> that is the greatest fucking <laughs> ever. And when you follow, first followed me on Twitter, I'm like, I. Makes no sense, but it's fucking awesome. 
How <laughs> until, can I fuck that up? <laughs> until episode 187, I am Bruce McGee. I'm out of here. See you, people. Cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. Oops, forgot to put my name in the intro. I'll probably hear about that next week. <laughs> <laughs>